Adjunct Students of the Bingham Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, how are you all doing? We are back yet another week. I am excited. I am full from last week. We released season three of Reflections, a conversation with friends, and we had Sam on the podcast that came out last Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then at about 8.30, I dropped the podcast episode on the podcast. So if you enjoyed the conversation, I need you to go and comment on the YouTube video. I need you to go comment on Facebook, share it, like it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I did post an episode on Saturday, but there is a video episode. So, There's a video episode on Facebook and YouTube, and then the audio is on the podcast page. So you guys who are curious as to what does Samantha look like, who is talking to us every week, or you just prefer video content, because I know some people who literally told me they don't listen to the the podcast because they prefer to watch it in a video, and I've tried to do that that way. I may end up doing all my podcasts that way but for right now it is audio well if you're on and you listen because you don't mind audio but you would prefer video then go watch the youtube channel like go watch the youtube video of last week's conversation that was posted on saturday which was purpose versus calling there was so many nuggets from that episode like so much wisdom was shared and just kind of like opening our eyes to different perspectives and understandings i just think it makes all the difference on this journey that we have chosen to walk and so yeah like there were things that my eyes were open to and i just i just love conversing with people and i just know that i'm sure there are some powerhouses and just people who would make great conversations that listen to this podcast and if you listen I am sure there are things that you have heard me say there are things in which you probably never knew and I'm sure you would want to have a conversation about it and that's the reason why for reflections like I would want to more so converse with people who listen to the podcast and I would want to start a dialogue with some of the episodes that have been posted I know I have friends sometimes who would voice message me and send me messages about certain episodes and, oh, yeah, you're right, or I never thought about it this way. And so I just love hearing those conversations or, you know, hearing those and having those conversations because it means that something is being provoked in you. You're learning something or you're getting confirmation about something that you thought yourself or it's relevant to what you're currently experiencing on this journey of life and this journey of being one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. And so I am grateful for for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have these conversations and to be able to come before you. So today's episode is titled 
he wept, okay? And he wept is referring to Jesus weeping. And we cite this as the shortest scripture in the Bible. (laughs) Um, Jesus wept, he wept, right? And so I didn't know I was gonna come on here and have this episode or have this, you know, topic as an episode. But yesterday, like as I was praying, the Lord brought this back to my remembrance. And let's read the scripture first and then then we'll have a conversation. So where does Jesus wept come from? What is its proper context, right? Because I'm very big on context. I am very big on placing things in the right context. We can take that and run with it. We can take a, a little verse and run with it and use it out of context and I'm very big on putting things in its proper context, applying it according to its proper context, okay? I want to read from John 11 in the New International Version, and let's let's just flow. I think I may read and then kind of, you know, make commentary. So let's just see. So John 11, New International Version, starting from verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No. It is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. All right, let's stop there. Jesus got word that the one he loves is sick. Jesus's response to what the news that he received was this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Interesting. He said this sickness will not end in death. Remember he said that. God's son is going to be glorified. Remember that. All right, verse eight. But rabbi, they said, A short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, but yet you're going back? This is, I also wanted to make a comment right quick. Jesus got news that his, the one he loves, Lazarus, is sick. Jesus responds, it's not going to end in death. All right, bet. Jesus says, all right, he stays where he's at for two days. Then he says, okay, let's go back to Judea. His disciples respond, wait, why would you go back there when they tried to stone you? My thing is that, did they think that Jesus didn't go to Lazarus when he found out he was sick because Jesus feared that he would be stoned to death? Because two days later, he's like, wait, why are you trying to go there when they try to stone you? Just a side note. Verse 9, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. 
Verse 11, after he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. Ooh, let me stop right there. Lord, give us understanding. Give us understanding. Open up our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears so that when we hear you and we hear what you say, we don't misinterpret it. We don't interpret it based off our natural knowledge, our natural understanding, but that we will interpret it and understand it according to our spiritual understanding. All right, verse 14. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. I've read this scripture many times. This is my first time notating what Thomas says. Let us also go that we may die with him. They thought Jesus was going to go to his death. They knew he was going back to Judea. And they knew that the Jews tried to stone them there. And so Jesus is saying, I need to go wake up Lazarus. Lazarus is dead. And they're understanding is that oh lordy jesus is about to get stoned he's about to die let's go die with him thought that was very interesting i never really pay attention to that so anyways moving on verse 17 on his arrival jesus found that lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days now bethany was less than two miles from jerusalem and many jews had come to martha and mary to confront them in the loss of their brother when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God would give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Let us stop there. That was verse 35. 
that stated Jesus wept. And so this scripture came back to my remembrance about how Jesus wept. I was reminded of what Jesus said prior to his weeping. We tend to quote this scripture, Jesus wept, because we feel comforted by the fact that Jesus could relay to our emotions, that Jesus understands our emotions. And so we are validated, we feel validated in the fact that Jesus wept, right? He learns that his friend died, although he already knew he died. It says that the people came to him weeping and Jesus wept. But I'm reminded of what he said when they told him that his friend who he loved was sick. He said, this sickness will not end in death. Mm. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. He said that this sickness will not end in death. So it doesn't matter what what plays out in the, in the meantime. All Jesus' know is that it is not going to end in death. Jesus is the same one who said he fell asleep. He is asleep. And he had to plainly tell the disciples that Lazarus is dead. The same one who said this will not end in death. Because Jesus had an understanding. He knew. He knew. He understood that God is going to get the glory. Even if Lazarus falls into a sleep, even if he is proclaimed dead, he is saying it is not going to end in death. He knew that when he went, he went with power and authority that even if it was dead, it will be resurrected. So this is why I came back to my remembrance. So last week, I received news or I came into news of a dear friend who is sick. They're, they're sick with leukemia, with cancer. And my heart hurt. I said, Jesus, why, 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 why? My heart hurt. And I called my mom and I shared with her and she was like, she was like, don't be sad. Like, you know, God is in control. He has the final say. Like she started to encourage me, right? And I'm like, man, I admire my mother. I admire the fact that she could hear news that is terrible and still her response is not her emotions. Like I'm sure she felt compassion towards the person and the situation, but she used wisdom in her words. And God brought this back to my remembrance because it's like, Samantha, you can have emotions, Those are, that is okay. You can have feelings, that is okay. But do not let these feelings and emotions dictate what you say and how you move, right? Jesus learned that his friend was sick. Jesus says this sickness will not end in death. I don't know what situation, I don't know what news you've gotten. I don't know whether it's, it's sickness, whether it's finances, whether it's a job, whether it's an opportunity, and it sounds troublesome it sounds like it may end in death it sounds like it's not going to happen and you may feel you know compelled to react based off of emotions and not based on the understanding of God Jesus says this is for God's glory and for the son of God to be glorified through it what if the situation 
What if the news you got is for God to get the glory and for you to be glorified through it? We have to understand that there is death in life in the power of the tongue. It is essential, I would say, that we have God's understanding. In Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all of your ways, and he will show you which path to take. We are told, not necessarily explicitly, but even implied in the scriptures to not lean on our own understanding. There's a scripture that says, let the mind that was in Christ be in you also, right? And so God understands that there is a way naturally that we are going to respond. There is a way naturally that we're going to automatically think. There is a way naturally that we're going to perceive things. And yet we see Jesus had an understanding he perceived the situation according to the knowledge and wisdom of God. We are to perceive situations. We are to perceive news according to the understanding, the knowledge, and the wisdom of God. I want us to be convicted when we try to lean on our own understanding. I want us to be convicted when we say things out of our mouths that is according to our own understanding and not the understanding of God. Jesus said this sickness will not end in death. This me not getting this offer, me not getting this job is not going to end in my death. It is not going to end in death. It is not going to end in unsuccess. I'm I'm still going to be successful. Do you understand? Like, we need to have that understanding. We need to have that perception. We need to move with that knowledge. You understand? He said this will not end in death. He perceived it differently. He said God is going to get the glory and I am going to be glorified through it. I just want to come on here and encourage you that whatever news you've gotten, the situations don't look promising, the finances are not there, you are going to speak out of your mouth. This will not end in death. This will not end in lack. You understand? I see the finances are not there, but this will not end in lack. I will live in abundance. And if I see lack currently, it is because God is going to get the glory and I am going to be glorified through it. Do you understand? Because even when Lazarus died, he was still resurrected. And so although you see lack does not mean that your finances won't be resurrected. You understand? And so understand, we want to understand things by the knowledge and the wisdom of the Lord and not according to our own understanding. Please. I said my heart hurt for this news that I received. I didn't have words. I didn't even know what to say. I, I love you. But after I heard my mom, after I heard the faith that she had, I switched my word and I say, I say, God has the final say that he is covered, that that this will not end in death, that God will get the glory, that this shall be his testimony. And so whatever situation that you are in currently begin to declare that this shall be your testimony. This will end in lack. This will end in death. This will end into your detriment. Do you understand?
Lazarus died, but Jesus came and he wept. And so even when you speak according to the Lord's understanding that God is going to get the glory and I am going to be glorified through it, and you still feel like you want to cry, <laughs> you still feel the emotions. Do not let the emotions dictate what you say, but it is okay to feel the emotion. Jesus felt the emotion. He wept. It says that he was troubled. He was moved in the spirit. He was troubled. They came weeping. And he said, okay. In verse 38, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. And he said, take away the stone. He began to, you know, demand and order certain things to be done in order for God to get the glory and in order for him to be glorified through it. And so even on this journey in our lives, we come to certain moments in this journey in which things are going to have to be said out of our mouths. We may have to experience some sort of death. We may have to experience some sort of sleep. Things may be sleeping currently in our life that should be alive and it, it will sleep and you may feel some sort of emotion, you may feel disappointed, you may weep, you may cry, you may get angry, you may get upset, you understand? But that does not take away from what you previously declared, nor does it take away from your present faith. Although Jesus wept did not mean he did not have faith that a resurrection was going to take place. You understand? And so I don't want us to feel, sometimes we feel emotions and we think, Man, do I not have faith? We feel emotions and we think, man, like I know I'm saying X, like X, Y, and Z. I know I'm, I'm declaring that this shall come alive. And I, I know I'm declaring that this will not end in lack, but yet I'm crying. <laughs> do I not have faith? No. The simple fact that you're saying something contrary to what your natural mind understands means that you have faith. God is going to get the glory. I am going to be glorified through it. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. God is not taking that away from you. He knows that it hurts. That does not mean that you don't walk by faith. It does not mean that. We are natural. Our bodies sometimes are naturally going to respond. Sometimes we can't even help it. But what we can help is our mouth. What we can help is what we actually say. What we can help is what understanding are we going to choose to have. Are we going to have our own understanding and lean on that understanding? Or are we going to have the understanding of God and lean on that understanding and speak from that understanding? We have a choice. I'm here to encourage you to choose God's understanding. To speak from a place of his understanding. You have siblings, you have family members that are in trouble. It don't look good. Our natural understanding is like, man, how are they going to come out of this? This does not look promising. But you are going to declare on their behalf. They are the head and not the tail, although they have taken a tail's position. This shall not end in death. No, 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 no. They are asleep, maybe spiritually, but this won't end in their death. So even, not even about yourself sometimes, but even about the people in your life, the people that are your family members, the people that 
are close to you, your friends, your close friends, that there are situations that they are going through. And sometimes you want to sympathize with them. I spoke about this last week on the podcast about coming back to yourself, right? And not getting caught up in wanting to sympathize to our own detriment, to where we start to try to relate. And in order to relate, we're outside of God's will and his understanding. You have friends, you have family members, and the situation doesn't look promising. And you want to sympathize with them. You're tempted to sympathize with them. They're low, they're crying. And so you want to cry with them. It's okay. You know, we can be there for them and we can we can want to cry at some time. But my mom, man, I adore her. Like, she literally is, like, I, I just don't have words sometimes to describe the role that she plays in my life. But I remember, I think it was in 2020, and I was hearing, like, death and death and death. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? And I would just cry because I I, I would feel what the, the, the family was feeling and, and what friends were feeling. And I would just take that on and I would weep with them. And my mom would say, Samantha, you have to be strong. You have to be strong for them. You can't cry when they're crying. You have to be strong. And so even people in your life, Mary and Martha, they did not have the, understa- the same understanding as Jesus. You understand? They had something. They said, yeah, we understand that there's going to be resurrection and, and you know, at the, the time, the coming of the Lord. Like, they had some sort of revelation, but not the revelation that was needed for the present situation. And so you are going to be the one to bring the present revelation. You are going to be the one that brings God's understanding about the situation. You can't find yourself being so sympathetic to the point that you don't bring God's understanding to the situation. No. Jesus wept. They came to him weeping and he wept. But he still moved with power and authority that he was given. I want to encourage us, although we may weep, (laughs) although we may feel the emotions, that we don't allow ourselves to be dictated by that, that we still move according to the power and the authority that we have been given by Christ Jesus, that we will go and that we will speak to the situation, that we will go and that we will bring a word to that friend, to that to brother, to our sister, to our mother, to our father, to our child. That we will bring instructions from the Lord because we have decided to not lean on our own understanding, but to lean on God's understanding. That is the encouragement. Jesus wept. The emotions were there. But he was not moved by them to the point where he was now leaning on his own understanding. Do you understand? It says he was moved by the spirit. He he was filled. It's like in the sense he was moved by compassion. Like it kind of stirred it up even in him. Like I have the authority to, to make things different. I have the authority to change the situation around. And, and he was moved by that. And so, yes, the emotions can some, sometimes can move us, but let it move us according to the power and the authority that we have been given in Christ. 
I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that really stirred you up. I hope that stirred you up. I feel convicted now when I want to just be sympathetic. And I just want to sympathize because everybody else is crying and everybody else is sad. No, 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 God will get the glory. This won't end in death. You understand? Like, I no, I, I'm not going to be that no more. And I'm wanting to encourage you to no longer be like that either. It's okay. We're going to feel the emotions. That is fine. But that won't take us outside of God's understanding. It won't take us outside of perceiving things according to the mind of Christ. No. Okay. I read John 11, 1 through 38. And if you know the scriptures, you know that Jesus, no, I want to read this part. Verse 41. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of those people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Jesus came with the understanding that when he prays, the father hears him. We must believe that when we pray, our father hears us. If there is anything that you believe is hindering your prayers, you need to correct that. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, you need to let them people go. We are in a season where we cannot, we cannot afford for our prayers to be hindered. You need to make sure that you are in right standing with the Lord. Repent of things that you need to repent from. Change your way of thinking. You need to believe and you need to know that God hears your prayers. Jesus said, I know you hear my prayers. I say this out loud so that they can hear me say this and believe you sent me. Things don't happen in your life just by happenstance. It, it's not a coincidence. When Jesus got the news of his friend that was sick, he said, oh, yeah, oh, no, no, this is not going to end in death. God's going to get the glory and I'm going to be glorified through it. It's not by happenstance. It's not a coincidence. It is for God to get the glory and for you to be glorified through it. It is an opportunity for you to exercise the power and the authority that you have been given by Christ Jesus. Go with that in mind. Believe that. Understand that. Father, I pray for those who are listening. I pray also for myself, Father, that we will continue our days and this walk in our journey of being one with you and that we will perceive things, Father. We will understand things according to your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding and not according to ours. 
I pray, Father, that we would truly believe that you hear our prayers. Father, I pray right now that you are opening up our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes, Father, to perceive and understand things the way Christ understand and perceive things to be. I pray that we will speak according to your understanding and not according to our own understanding. That we will move according to your understanding and not according to our own understanding. I pray this according to the power and the authority that you have given me, Father. I pray, God, right now that you're removing scales over our eyes. No longer shall we see things according to our natural eyes, but that we will see things according to the spiritual eyes in which you have placed in us, God. Thank you for allowing us to put on the mind of Christ. Let us not ever take it off. Let us not ever try to perceive things outside of the mind of Christ. I thank you for that, God. I thank you that you hear our prayers. I thank you that you have that you allow me to pray this. And I pray that they shall receive what I am praying by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you guys were encouraged. I hope you guys were stirred. I really pray that your spiritual eyes have been opened, your spiritual ears have been opened, and that you will make a conscious decision to lead not on your own understanding. It is a choice. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. May God be glorified through your life. May God be glorified from your life. And may you be glorified through the situations that God places on your path. Y'all know I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Listen, there is going to be a Reflections of Conversation with Friends that is coming out this Saturday on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Please, please, please be sure that you are tuning in 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. I look forward to hearing from you guys and commenting with you guys on the episode, on the live. I will talk to you soon. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Clap three times, clap.